If you would, please turn with me this morning to Psalms 119. And I'm going to be reading beginning at verse 57 through 64. Now, we're not officially told the author of Psalms 119, but it is generally ascribed to David. Um, And that's definitely the viewpoint that we're going to look at it from this morning. And although we'll briefly try to touch on the entire section, I would like, what I'd like for us to do this morning is have a focus on the very first clause, which is, Thou art my portion, O Lord. Amen. So let's read Psalms 119, verses 57 through 64. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. At midnight I I will rise to give thanks unto thee. Because of thy righteous judgments. I am a companion of all them that fear thee. And of them that keep thy precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. I would like, as we go through this, um, as we make our way through this portion of the psalm, I would like for each of us to think about ourselves and ask, is the Lord truly our portion like he was David's? Is He all the inheritance we desire? Is He our passion? Is He our one true desire? Is He our portion? When David makes this bold proclamation, you know, he's not making it as a general statement. And he's not making it to brother so-and-so. He is making this to the Lord. He is saying, Thou art my portion, O Lord. Now, do we live our lives in such a way that like David... We can go before the Lord, the Lord Jehovah, who knows the secrets of our hearts and before whose eyes nothing is hid and say, Lord, thou art my portion. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to examine the few clauses that follow this because they make a, they, uh, the the statements they make, um, describe a man's heart whose portion is the Lord. Now let's see if they apply to us or if we need to make some changes in our lives. Starting at verse 57, I have said that I would keep thy words. Are you not sure whether or not the Lord is your portion? Well, probably the best way you can figure it out is based on how well you love the Word of God and how well you follow His commandments. Jesus said, and why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? It does not matter what you say if your actions do not support it. David was resolved to keep the commandments of God. Did he do it perfectly? No. However, he was highly committed to it. And he made practical applications in his life to make sure that he would follow it as closely as he could. And just a few examples that we have mentioned in Psalm 119. He sought the Lord with his whole heart. He hid the Lord's word in his heart. He meditated on God's word. He delighted in God's Word. He prayed that the Lord would give him understanding of His Word. He knew that there would be times where he would fall short. So he said, he prayed, Lord, make me to go in thy path, in the path of thy commandments. And David even went so far as to be thankful for affliction. 
Why? Because it caused him not to stray from God's Word. So if the Lord is truly our portion, we will be resolved like David to love and to keep His Word. Verse 58, I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. The key word here is whole. Not part, not some, not most. Whole heart. We know that James tells us that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And you know, while I was preparing to do this, I was struck as going through the Psalms of how often the word O appears. I didn't even try to do a count on it, but it's everywhere. I was so struck by it that I looked up the definition in the dictionary. And what it says was, it is used to lend earnestness to an appeal. So do we pray with that same earnestness that the, that the psalmist did, that David did? Do we entreat the Lord with our whole heart? Do we entreat the Lord fervently? Or do we do it half-heartedly as though we're just checking something, off, something else off our to-do list? A man, a woman, whose portion is the Lord will entreat the Lord earnestly, fervently. The next clause, be merciful unto me according to thy word. Because David knew God's word, he could pray this. Do we know God's God's word well enough that we can approach the Lord with his word like David did? There's some people in this church, I think of our brother Paul, who I love to hear pray. Because they pray, they they go before the Lord with his word. And I love that. David did that. I have to believe when David was was beseeching the Lord for mercy, he had to know Exodus 34 and 6. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. David could only pray that way because he knew God's word. Do we know God's word well enough to approach him that way? A man or woman whose portion is the Lord does. Verses 59 and 60. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. Do we ever consider our ways? We should. The preacher, Solomon, David's son in Ecclesiastes 7, tells us that, that in the day of adversity, we should consider. In Haggai 1 the Lord tells the Israelites that they need to consider their ways. And then he shows them why he's blowing against them. You know, why are you not succeeding? Because I'm blowing against you. Why am I blowing against you? And it goes on and tells all that. Do we consider our ways? David goes so far in Psalms 139 to pray, Lord, search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. So a wise man will examine himself and he will ask the Lord to examine him to show him those things that he may not see. And when he recognizes areas in his life that are contrary to God's word, he will turn from them and go in the direction of God's commandments. It is not enough to say, Lord, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Forgive me. That's a part of it. We need to do that. But there's more involved in just that. We must repent, which will change direction. We must turn. And how do we make that turn? Hastily and without delay. Most of the time that the word haste is is used in the Bible, it's it's, it's negative. It's foolishness and it brings trouble to you if you act hastily. But not in this case. In this case, we must hastily turn 
when we're headed towards, when we're not serving the Lord and He shows it to us, we must quickly turn hastily. When Paul, upon Jesus appearing to Paul, he immediately said, Lord, what would you have me to do? And he hastily and he quickly went in a completely new direction, to say the least. So a man and a man or a woman whose portion is the Lord will examine themselves. They will ask the Lord to examine them. And when they realize that they are going against God's commandments, against God's word, they will make changes and they will make them hastily without delay. Verse 61, the bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. David was faithful to the Lord no matter what the circumstances. David had trials and tribulations in his life that you and I can't even begin to imagine. However, he consistently remembered and clung to God's word and to God's promises, and he did not turn from them. David was not moved by his circumstances. We have several several examples of this throughout Scripture. One of them comes to us where David was hiding in a cave from Saul. And Psalms 57 gives us a description of what was going on in David's mind during this time. And I just want to read the first verse to give you an idea of what David was thinking during this time. Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. In the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Amen. Even when it appeared to his natural eyes that things were not going according to the promises that God had made, David was not moved. David knew that the Lord was going to cause his troubles to pass. David knew this because the Lord had told him so. And David trusted that. Are we moved by our, from God and from His commandments by our circumstances? Or do we stand fast and hold to the promises of God's Word even when it looks like they may not be working? A man or a woman whose portion is the Lord will not be moved by circumstances. I'm already taking up too much time, so I'm going to skip verse 62 other than just to say that um, i got plenty of notes here, but I'm going to skip it for time's sake. Verse 62, though, a man or a woman whose portion is the Lord will have moments and times in their life where they are awakened in the night, whether they wake themselves or whether the Lord wakes them, to rejoice and to praise and to thank the Lord. Amen. And that's just a characteristic of a man or a woman whose portion is the Lord. Verse 63, I am a companion of all of them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. As many of you know, this is a pet peeve of mine. Well, I got news for you. It's a pet peeve of the Lord's too. Yes, it is. <laughs> and although I could spend a lot of time on this one point, I'll simply just ask you one question right now. How do you choose your companions? Right. Yes. Do you choose them based on common interests, such as sports? Do you like to go to the gym or the track? You know, you like to, you like to sing? Whatever. You know, do you do it because you have children the same age? And you can go to the park together or the pool together or whatever it is. Is that the basis upon which you choose your companions? Or do you have one criteria alone? One criteria. Everything else does not matter. And that is that you choose your companions based on the fact that they fear the Lord and that they keep his precepts. Amen. Nothing else matters. Amen. You know, I, I can sit in, I can spend about, you know, I don't care how often you get up here and give thanksgivings. 
and how often you pray in the back room and how often, I say you, we, me, or how often we do these things that we should do. And I'm not trying to sell those things short because they're important. But you know the best way I can tell whether the Lord's your portion? Give me an hour with the three people that you spend the most time with in your life. Give me an hour with them, and I'll know what their passion That's right. is. That's right. And by that, I'll know what your passion yeah. is. Right. I can't emphasize that enough. Those other things, they may be secondary roles as to why we choose who we hang out with and who our companions are. But that better not be anywhere near the main reason. So, a godly a man or a woman whose portion is the Lord will choose their will choose their companions based on one criteria, and that is that they fear the Lord and keep his precepts. In verse 64, I'm going to skip that also. I'll just quickly say, because I took too much time already. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. One just quick thought on that. If the Lord is your portion, everything you see in this earth, the sun, the stars, the rain, the clouds, everything, you are going to see the mercies of the Lord in it. You're going to be everywhere. If you can't see them, then I, I don't know what you're looking at. And also, a man or a woman whose portion is the Lord will constantly be beseeching the Lord to teach in His statutes. They will be wanting to learn more and more and more. And I got, I'm going to stop there with that for time's sake. I would end with this. That if you have been convicted by any of this stuff, as I was going through it, that maybe the Lord is not my portion as much as He should be, as often as He should be, as consistently as He should be in every area of my life. And these are just a few examples that, that, that we can look at, then I would encourage you and exhort you to join me to make haste, to delay not to keep his commandments, and to make the Lord our portion. Nothing else matters. Amen. Amen. Amen.